Hello and welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm super excited to bring you this episode with Alicia. We talked all things energy and horses, and it's such an interesting conversation. I mean, a lot of it runs parallel to my experience with kind of energy work as a person, Um, but it's so interesting to hear the different perspectives and the modalities that are being used to kind of communicate with our horses and learn how to better understand them also the lessons that we can learn from them. So it was a really great episode. Like we got into a lot of different topics. Um, Alicia talked about her course programs as well, just in case you're interested. I have a favor to ask you guys, if you're loving the podcast episodes, please share on your social media that you're listening and tag me. I'll repost it. And if you have anybody that you know that would love to hear some of the episodes on here or learn something from them, be sure to share it. I am so excited. We're rapidly approaching 30,000 downloads, which is crazy. Um, but I'd love to get the podcast out to as many equestrians as possible. And just, I feel like a lot of these episodes have been diverse. Like I've wanted them to kind of cover different topics. So there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you have any feedback, please feel free to reach out to me at Spring and Act. And if you listened to this episode and loved it, make sure you reach out to Alicia and you can follow her. I'll leave the links in the show notes and I'll let you guys get into this episode. Welcome to the Spring in Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Parr, and this is the place to be for all things equestrian lifestyle, horses, entrepreneurship, and inspiration for all of your equestrian endeavors. I'm here to get your insider's addition to what it's really like having a business or career in the equestrian industry and find out how people balance their passion and their businesses. I'm so excited to have you here with me, so come along for the ride. If you're as obsessed with equestrian decor as I am, be sure to check out the Heart Horse Candle Co. These are some of my favorite candles, hand-poured with coconut soy wax, free of dye, paraffin, and whiteners. You get up to 40 hours burning time, and these also make perfect gifts for any equestrian. Plus, I just love to fill my house with them. The scent names are also amazing. The most popular right now is Showring Nostalgia, Shipping Out, My favorite is Unicorns Are Real, also Trail Rides, Spoiled Pony. You see where I'm going. They're super fun. You guys can check these out with samples on Instagram at The Heart Horse Candle Co. So many of you guys have expressed that you're interested in getting a position within the industry and Haute Equestrian is your modern source for equestrian jobs. They have recruitment services, business management services, and an essentials boutique. Through these management services, they help equestrian business owners streamline their busy schedules. And you can also look for equestrian-specific jobs on their website. They have some super exciting updates in the works, so make sure you check them out at www.hotec.com. You guys have heard me talk lots about Starline Equine Bodywork and their course Stuck Up is open for enrollment. It's an online equine kinesiology taping course for horse owners, trainers, riders, and body workers looking to add to their skill set. I've had the privilege of checking out this course myself, and I have to tell you, as someone who participates in a lot of online courses, it was so well put together and easy to follow. There was also a Facebook group where everyone gave feedback and tracked progress. So if you're interested in learning how to do this on your own horse, 
or you're in the industry and want to add it to your toolbox, I highly suggest checking it out. Student numbers are limited, so you can grab your spot at www.stuckupcourse.com. So funny enough, I actually didn't get into horses until I was 17. I was always really drawn to horses, um, but I never had the ability to do lessons or, or get involved in that kind of stuff. We lived in the city and uh, it was just never an option for me. So I didn't get involved with horses until I was 17, but I pretty much very quickly like jumped full feet into it. Um, I was only taking lessons for about a year and a half, but I would always sit in on the owners of that barn, like working with their horses as they started a lot of young horses. So I would always sit on and watch while they like work with horses. So I got my first rescue at the age of 20. So it was only three years after um, getting involved with the horses that I had gotten my first horse. So I, with this rescue, kind of took on the training aspect. He was like a a cart horse that was like really emaciated. They were taken from like a hoarding situation and they were really, really emaciated. Like, I think they were like the bottom of that. Like, I can't remember what that scale is called where it shows their body score. Um, but he was like the bottom of it. So I had spent quite a bit of time getting his weight back on. I was nine months pregnant when I committed to him. So it was like a lot at once, but I started working with different um, like natural horsemanship trainers and different practitioners in the area to like try and get him from this like really skittish, nervous horse to like something that could be like handled and you could be around them and, and work with him. So that led me to connecting with one of my fellow boarders who at the time did, uh, she was a Reiki master. So she primarily worked with people, but she did offer um, animal Reiki as well. So uh, in 2017, um, when I had gotten him um, the year before, that's when I had had a session for both him and I. And I remember this day so vividly because it was such a hot day and we had come back from a trail ride and we were all like, you know, like in the summer when you ride and it's like you, you come back and you're just like drenched in sweat and you're like sunburnt and you're hot. Well, we had like done this session and I just remember how, cause like the energy when it comes out, it feels different for everybody but for me it felt like cold like everywhere she was touching and putting her hands like it just felt like this cold tingly energy and it made me actually have a chill and it was like this 30 degree day out so it was just really interesting um, but I just remember just feeling so much clarity and energy I had slept like a baby that night and after three sessions of working with this practitioner, my horse had like pretty much done a, a complete 180 from very nervous, very unsure. Um, he didn't have a lot of confidence in himself or in others to this horse that was like the first to greet you at the gate. He would stand there to be loved all over, you know, like I, at that time, then my daughter was, I believe like seven or eight months old. And I was able to like sit him on top of, sit her on top of his back. And he just completely changed. It was very, very interesting how that ended up kind of coming into correlation. But it was then after that, that I started working with other horses, um, kind of with what I had learned. And then I started jumping into to Reiki and like the holistic nutrition myself. So combining all of that together is when I started kind of playing with it. I wasn't like calling myself a trainer at the time, but I was working with people that I knew who had horses, who had issues. And I would like practice my Reiki as I went through my facilitation, because you have to do a certain amount of hours before you're certified. So I would work with other 
people's horses and I would start to kind of read the energy and it was through that that I started kind of getting the communication aspect like things would just intuitively come to me and I would ask the owner and it would always be like bang on whether it was like an old injury, something that they had happened to them, something in their past. And it was really interesting when that kind of started to correlate. So then that's what got me working with horses, like on the properties I was boarding at. So it was always like just the ground training, softening, getting like rid of nervousness and kind of working with a lot of like herd bound horses. So horses that had a lot of emotional and energetic turmoil, I would say. So that's kind of where I got started with horses. And Um, It's really correlated to what I'm doing today, which is a lot of the energy work, the communication. So I've really built a lot onto it since this point. And it's made a big difference in like my horse's lives as I have my, my herd of rescues. All of my horses are rescues besides uh, my main quarter horse, Ted. So they've all come with their own baggage, right? Like some of them like pretty, pretty neglected to some of them just having you know, like when horses are overtrained and they're like so good at their job that they kind of emotionally shut down because they're so like checked out because they've like had so many handlers or they've just been worked so hard that they're just like, all right, let's get this over with. Like if you've ever worked with horses like that, where they're like, they just don't seem to be with you. Like they do their job really well and they're great at at everything, but they just emotionally kind of seem checked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like the range that I've dealt with my herd. Yeah, that's how that's kind of all come together into to my life. And so I've only been working with horses now for about 11 years. And it's, yeah, kind of just been building on this, learning, developing different techniques and how I communicate and work with horses. It's kind of like, like intuition and the language that horses communicate with is such a, a language that we don't really build on. So it's like learning a separate language, trying to learn how to communicate that language, and then just getting better and better the more you practice. So that's kind of how that's built me to where I am with the animal communication and the energy work. Amazing. Yeah. I know that first question for people listening will be, okay, what is Reiki? Now I myself have had experience with that, like the human modality, but can you dive in for people who are interested in getting more details about what that kind of entails, um, because it's very interesting, obviously it's to do with energy work, but maybe you could walk everyone through what it looks like when you're doing it with a horse. So it would be, it's very similar to humans because we are all extra electromagnetic beings. We all have like our energy field around us. So some people call it our aura. Some people just call it our energy. Some people call it our bubble. Like it's so variable um, to everybody, but we all have it. So every human, every animal, like even like every plant. So when we work with the energy systems and when you're connecting with horses on an energetic basis, it's taking that, that energy channel and restoring positive energy flow to that animal's body the same way you would with the human. So it's correcting any imbalance. So when emotions that are, so we have like an emotional range. So like negative emotions, like fear, anxiety, scarcity, all of those are on a really low level of an emotional scale versus things like enthusiasm, happiness, love, excitement are all much higher in terms of their frequency. So if someone or an animal is exposed to a high exposure of 
really like lower vibration energy, emotions, feelings, actions, it can actually become stuck in our energy system. And if that energy remains stuck long enough, it can start to manifest into physical problems. So our energy channel runs alongside all of our major blood vessels. So it carries that energy through our bodies. And that's how when we connect with Reiki, it's me having that energy being channeled through me and flowing through the body of the horse, much like kind of an electrical current, I guess. So there's so many things that can interfere with that flow. And that's why the Reiki energy is so important because even physical injuries and trauma, like dietary changes, um, training issues, all of these can have be like a combination of problems that can disrupt that flow of energy. So like I said, any, any blockages of any sort can result in that physical or psychological or behavioral problems. And that's why sometimes you'll see horses that have behavioral problems that just keep resurfacing, no matter kind of what training techniques or different variabilities you might kind of take into factors, whether it be dietary or physical, you're like, why does my horse still have issues loading? Or why does my horse still have low confidence issues? So it could be that trauma or those emotional misregulations that are trapped within the body. So by doing the Reiki, because horses are so sensitive to energy, they really pick up on that energy and sometimes they'll even look for it if they are harboring a lot of um, blockages. And they'll know, right? Like they, they'll know that they have some sort of ailment or imbalance that they want corrected. So it's a really good opportunity for, for any horse, really. It doesn't have to be horses that have just experienced or abuse or neglect. Um, it helps to release all of those, those kinds of blockages. So it helps also to relax them and calm them. And it really makes them easier to handle and to train them. So that's why I find it so beneficial, especially when it comes to behavioral problems. Yeah, I think, I mean, it sounds a lot like the human experience where we get like, we're trying to change our lives and we're trying to improve ourselves or we're trying to do the right thing. But then these like consistent energetic pathways keep blocking or keep bringing up the same patterns of behavior and we have the same triggers and reactions. So it's really interesting, like thinking about it parallel to our horses, because I can really see how that it's almost the exact same thing. Um, so you are then with what you're doing, running a energetic equestrian program. And I wanted you to maybe talk a little bit about the fruition of this program, the outline some of the ideas um, and the results that you're hoping people can get from it when it comes to their relationships with their horses. Yeah, for sure. So the Energetic Equestrian Program is uh, my first signature program through the Holistic Horsewoman. It took me about a year to put it together. I've been really excited about it because aside from the Holistic Horsewoman, my business is actually started like after I had that Reiki session with that woman, I had um, I've been going through a really rough, rough time. Like I had a lot of mental health struggles. And um, at the time I did struggle with an eating disorder at all as well. So through my own recovery through discovering Reiki and, and connecting with these different practitioners, I actually started my own journey, which was working with um, different practitioners. I did the natural health consultation. I actually got like my 
a personal training certification and all of that. And this was all in combination so that I could heal myself, but then I could also be that catalyst for change of the people going through um, similar things, especially as a new mom, there was postpartum and everything else that was kind of, kind of all enveloped in everything that I was struggling with. So I have my other business, which is um, Holistic Health Canada and um, the energetic CEO. And through those businesses, I had done all of the, like the health and wellness. I did the Reiki. And then I also did neurologistics pro uh, programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, and then subconscious and conscious programming. So with the energetic equestrian program, I combined all of my knowledge in that, in energies that I then utilize for my clients to have the first section of the course be about themselves. So using the, the subconscious conscious programming and the cognitive behavioral therapy to kind of dig deep into your own subconscious to see why, what energetic blockages and what other mindset beliefs or habit blocks that are in there. So our subconscious mind actually makes up about 95% of the decisions we make on a daily basis. So our subconscious um, runs things like, our breathing and walking and blinking, like we don't think about those things, they just subconsciously happen. And then our prefrontal cortex, which is our conscious mind, actually controls like our decisions. So that's like, what am I going to wear today? What am I going to eat? Am I going to go left or right? Like that's what our conscious mind makes. But our subconscious mind runs 95% of the show. And that is about 80% programmed from the ages of zero to seven. So everything that you are exposed to from the ages of zero to seven makes up a majority of your programming. So that is everything from your beliefs, the way you see the world, habits that you go through, mindset, and everything comes from your subconscious. So through this program, the first two weeks is diving into that subconscious, seeing what limiting beliefs, habits, or instances are coming up for you that you don't even know are really contradicting your alignment, your energy, your communication skills, and your connection with your equine and yourself, because it's so important. Because our horses are mirrors. When we are with our horses, we are a unified field. So when we step into the space with our horses, because their energy is so large, we become this unified field just as our horses would in a herd. So in a herd of wild horses, they have, I would even not even just say wild, in a herd of horses in general, they all have this kind of sixth sense, which is like a dynamic communication with each other by feeling into the herd. So if something suspicious happens on, let's just say on one side of the field, like a turkey, like flocked out of the, the forest, the rest of the herd doesn't have to see it, right? If one herd member reacts, each individual will trust the greater good of the herd and react. So this is like an energetic tracking system that's innately built into our equine companions. And this is what helps them decipher what kind of mood we're in, what we're feeling, what energies from the day is going on. Horses feel into us. And if our energy field seems good, they can trust the greater good of our relationship with them. And this is why our energy can so quickly throw them off. So that's why the first two weeks of that program is seeing what is in our energy field that we're bringing into our unified field that we're not even aware of. So it's a unique relationship when you're in that field with, with your horse, but that's why it's so important to do the deep dive of the personal work first. 
So that's why I'm really excited about that aspect because this work is what has allowed me to show up in the space that I am from being someone who was really negative, really pessimistic. Had, like I said, I, I struggled really strongly with an anxiety and depression. And now I get to be in this space where I can help others kind of dive into those corners of their mind and find the things that are creating those roadblocks. And they don't even know, you know, like, why can't I ever motivate myself to wake up early? Or why do I seem to, you know, like start a new diet and I always fail? Or um, why is it like I can't succeed in my business? Like chances are there's a subconscious programming that's creating circumstances for your conscious mind to fail. So that's why we deep it, we deep dive into that. So um, let's just see here. When we work with this subconscious aspect and we come into the like the field with our horses and we have all of those blockages clear and our intentions are aligned and we know the beliefs that we're harboring, the way we're speaking to ourselves and others, that creates an, a, a more of an energetic match for that unified field that we come into with our horses. So that's why it makes it really potent in that in that aspect. So the course will kind of have a whole roadmap of like the exact lessons and practices that I have implemented that will kind of guide you step by step to move through those beliefs and habits and thought patterns. So I'll incorporate embodiment classes and techniques such as um, the emotional freedom technique, hypnotherapy, meditations, and subliminal sound healing. All of these have been really powerful catalysts for my change and moving me through all of these subconscious things that were kind of holding me back. So that's what I'm hoping to bring forward in that aspect for the equestrians. But when it comes to the horses, then we're going to kind of deep dive into um, the equine energy system, all the different energy points in our horses and how to decipher different energetic blockages for horses based on different symptoms and behavioral things that come up for them. And then I'll also be incorporating different training exercises that are really based on communication and patience and healing that will allow us to connect with our horses way better. And then I also have an intro to, to animal communication enveloped in there as well. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff yeah. for everybody who's potentially interested in that. And I think um, it's really relevant for anybody who is involved in horses because it's like you mentioned, it's kind of transferred over from the work that you're doing or have been doing with people. I mean, there's a lot of that subconscious reprogramming, I think that needs to be done that people of course may not even know about, but when it comes to horses, we all know, even if you're not into the woo, everybody knows that they are really in tune to our energy and that impacts deeply the relationship that we have with them and the way that they perform and the whether they're happy or, or not. And so it's really interesting, all of those concepts. And I wanted to take a little bit of a turn um, towards the business side of things, because that's what has been a little bit of my focus on the podcast this season is, you know, like what type of creative endeavors are people building careers around within the industry, but that are also a little bit different. And so this is something that you're obviously you've taken a lot of time to create and you're jumping in with this course. Can you talk about the program structure um, 
what it kind of looks like as far as lengthwise and then how you priced it and what your hopes are just for your own business in general outside of, of course, its obvious mission. I just wanted to pop in here and thank High Point Digital Marketing for their support of this episode. High Point is a digital and social media marketing agency specializing in the equine industry. They work with equestrian professionals and business owners to grow their businesses through the use of social media and online tools. They work with trainers, riders, vets, sales barns, and equine-specific products doing consultation, basic management, unlimited management, and add-on options like sponsorship relations, advertisement generation and creation, influencer marketing, and even more. They work with equestrians to bring their businesses greater success through their online platforms. If you guys want to get started growing your business, mention that you heard about their services through the Spring and Equestrian podcast and receive 15% off your first month of services. I'll let you get back to this episode. Mm -hmm. Of course. So with this structure, so it's a five-week course for the Energetic uh, Equestrian program. So the first two weeks will be all like that personal work. Um, the final two weeks will be um, two weeks. The t- other two weeks after that will be all in regards to like horses and their energy and the in- animal communication and learning that equine energy system. And then the fall, the last week will be all of the different training exercises using present moment based training and healing that I have learned through doing um, the trust technique certification. So the trust technique is all based on um, trust and patience and giving horses that present moment space to work through whatever emotions are coming through or energies coming through or trauma that they're trying to work through. So I'm going to combine all of that so that it's structured into like working on yourselves, working and understanding your horses and then implementation for the final week. So giving them all of the different training tools for themselves and the different modalities that they can continue to practice outside of the program. So I'm really hoping that this is going to give people the opportunity to become more aligned with their goals and the beliefs that they want to align themselves with and the things that they want to call into their life. And it's not even just with their horse. Like, yes, it's going to make such an impact on their relationship with their horses, but it's also going to impact other aspects of their lives from their career to their home, to their relationships with others. It's going to make such a difference in that aspect. And um, I think it's going to be really powerful. So for this kind of structuring pricing, I have the right, so I did two pricing structures. I did a regular tuition and a VIP tuition. And the first, like the regular tuition is like, you get access to the course, you have access, like lifetime access. There's going to be a support coach that will be connected with you through this program, your own kind of like engage, um, support pod with other students. So you'll have your own support system outside of the course on top of me to help you work through this. And then you will have all access to all of the subliminals. We're going to have guest facilitators come in and all of the energy workshops as well. That'll come through that course. And then the VIP includes all of that um, plus a one-on-one coaching call. And then you actually also have the equine, um, the Reiki level one course and attunement after the five weeks. So anybody that kind of does the the five week VIP uh, regular with the VIP will then be extended into a seven, like 
two extra weeks. So it'll be seven weeks total so that you can do that Reiki level one and start practicing Reiki on yourself. So I have it structured right now for, for regular tuition is going to be um, 1,111. And then the VIP is 1,444. And then I do offer um, three, six, nine, and 12 month payment plans so that that way, anybody who's feeling really called into this work or feeling like they really kind of want to step into this journey for themselves and their horses, that finances aren't a constricting kind of in the way, you know what I mean? Especially now with COVID and people are going through a lot. I really wanted to make this accessible to everybody, no matter where they were kind of financially in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for all of that information. As far as what you're doing in your life. And this is, is this your main focus right now, as far as, um, your business, like, is this your, what you're hoping to kind of create into a career? You mentioned when we spoke earlier as well, that you guys have recently purchased a farm and you have dreams of doing some other things there. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that as well. Part of my interest too on the podcast is giving people ideas because there are lots of people out there with things that they can teach others and things they can bring to the table, value they can give other people in the community that may not be like as a professional writer or trainer or like the general um, positions we see within the equestrian community. So I'd love to get kind of like a zoomed out version of what you're trying to do with your business and um, where you're hoping to go with what you're doing in your life and like making this a part of your career and, and obviously making an income from it as well to support what you want to do outside of the coursework, like with other endeavors that you have with horses at home, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Speak on it a little bit. Of course. So I did just get my own farm back in August. So I opened it. We are um, just outside of Princeton. So I have named that Peaceful Place Equestrian and Wellness Facility. So my hope really with the farm and with the holistic health um, horsewoman community is to bring equestrians together in one space via it be online or at the farm to learn about the different modalities and health and wellness that surround our horses in our own life. So allowing them a place to explore that holistic connection with their equines um, as they start to learn about the various ways of communicating and working and, and healing with our horses. So um, in the community, like online aspect, I will be doing these courses. I've had a lot of requests to do kind of smaller, mini tangible courses for people who are starting to just get into this work. So having more kind of um, specified courses versus like a larger generalized course, like the Energetic Equestrian Program. So that is in the works for spring for those kind of wanting to take maybe one topic at a time. Um, And then I'm also going to be doing, starting this month, we're gonna have um, two guest educators kind of come into the community a month along with myself and do like educational workshops that'll be free for the members of the community. And this is really just gives giving other equine practitioners 
a place to educate and connect with other equestrians while providing my community the invaluable opportunity to discover, learn, and grow in so many different aspects of horsemanship and healing because it's important for people to find the modalities and the teachers and the mentors that connect and align with them. So I really felt by doing these Wednesday Wisdom features that this gives people the opportunity to connect with the things that resonate with them the most. And I know that might not be my work, but that might be another practitioner's work who maybe works more on conditioning or somebody who works, let's just say cranial sacral therapy or taping or massage therapy. Like there's so many other modalities. So I feel like having this space for people to come and learn has that there's really no value to put on it because it's connection and it's education. And those two things together can create so much magic, right? So that's the hopes with the online aspect of um, the Holistic Horsewoman. And then with my, my farm, my hopes really for the spring, warmer weather, once all the renos are done, I'm going to start facilitating different workshops. So we'll have breath work and yoga and different ceremonies and, um, and just different like kind of women's retreats. So that's really what I want to do at the farm because I know that horses just have such a powerful healing energy. So even facilitating these different modalities alongside them can just create such a environment of peace and calm and tranquility. And I know that like people who aren't really in the horse world, who come into a farm and be around horses, it really like sparks something inside of them. Like I know even when I was younger and I wasn't around horses, like anytime I was around them, like it just was the best feeling ever. So I want to have a space where I can blend the two things that I love the most together, which is health and horses. And have that be a space where people can come and learn and it doesn't always have to be directly correlated with the horses. So that's the hopes there. We have some kids programs in the works. So we're going to have somebody working with some of our smaller animals to facilitate some different kids programs around like mindfulness and mentorship and some groundwork and leading and uh, grooming lessons and those kinds of things. Because it, I, I find that like having kids out there to be around the animals can be so therapeutic for them, especially kids who maybe have trouble communicating or expressing themselves. I feel like animals can really bring that out in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what, for those that are listening that have their own horses and may not be um, a match for your horse at this point or, or just involved in this work at this point, but they do want to build stronger and better connections with their horse. Is there any advice that you have for them to start with little things that they can integrate or embody on a day-to-day -day basis that help build better communication skills with their horses? Um, my biggest thing I would find and recommend to people is, um, being really aware of your emotions. So being aware of your awareness, because so much of our life now is go, go, go. Like it's social media, like everything's electronic, but half the time we kind of wander through our day and we're not always like fully aware. Right. So when you're at the barn and around your horse, be aware of your awareness, be aware of the emotions that are coming up from you. If you're still holding on to like the energy of maybe an argument you had the day before or something that's gone wrong or come up or whatever, right? We always say like, when you get to the barn, you leave your baggage at the gate, but horses will always still 
sense that internal energetic disharmony. So being aware of any disharmony, disharmony. So when you show up to the barn, like take a couple seconds to ground yourself, breathe, like feel into your body. Like half the time when we're experiencing these lower vibrational emotions, like we'll feel it in our body. Like anxiety will be in our gut or nervousness will be in our chest. Like it's different for everybody, but half the time, like I know a lot of people when they experience these emotions, they're feeling it in their body. So feel into that. And then patience is another huge one. I find that a lot of the clients I've worked with don't realize that their horses don't live on, on linear time. Like time just doesn't exist for them, right? So they don't care if we have to be somewhere at 3 p.m. or if our lessons are only an hour long. A horse needs a patient and quiet handler to allow them to step into that state of mind that allows them to process new things in their own time. So this, this is seen in, in, in lots of cases, and I'm sure anybody can relate, right? Where they've seen that a horse owner get really impatient with their horse because they're not doing what they want or they're not loading or they're spooking at something and they just can't seem to get a grip on it. And then the human aspect comes in and then they get frustrated and then they're adding those lower vibrational energies to that unified field, which is just going to continue to create that issue for the horses, right? So when you're in that unified field with your horse, um, it has that unique relationship and it, ha it creates like a circumstances all on its own. So this like is usually why button pushing activities like repeatedly spooking at the same flagpole or the same can on the ground or it's like, it's, a, it's like a neural pathway. So when we come into that space, right? And we're creating those pathways every day with our own energy and our own responses, eventually it becomes ingrained, like deeply ingrained into your psyche and your horses and then into your energy field. So this is how like behavioral patterns get reinforced because we don't take our time to slow ourselves down practice being aware when we're trying to get our horses to do something, practicing being aware of what emotions are coming up or how we're responding to a, a situation and, and being aware that if we're getting frustrated, that we need to take a second, breathe, get present and be aware of what you're contributing to that energy field. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does a hundred percent. I mean, and it's so interesting, like as you're talking, because I think about how it's really applicable in obviously in the energetic sense that you're talking about. I just think that people don't really know all that much about it. If they haven't been exposed to this type of thinking or healing or modalities. And as a trainer, like it's, it's interesting when you're mentioning that stuff, because a lot of the time I will have like someone having major repetitive behavioral issues or anxiety issues or whatever it might be with their horse. And mm -hmm as a trainer coming in, I talk about, you know, a blank slate ride or a blind trust ride where I'm getting on and making sure that I'm not giving the horse the sensation of something bad happening, tension, you know, I'm not coming on and gripping and expecting them to do something bad, like giving them the chance to have a different experience. And usually nine times out of 10, that creates a different reaction we repeat it. And then we build, like you mentioned, those different neural pathways and patterns, and we get a completely different horse. So I think that it's exactly the same, like kind of along the lines of what you're talking about. I just, mm -hmm. I'm interested, you know, it's interesting just having the conversation because of course, 
I'm not sure people are as aware of their own energy. And that's what you're saying is that at the end of the day, if we want to have a better connection and communication with your horse, it really does start with you and your mm-hmm. self-awareness. Um, are you able to, are we able to talk a little bit about, I think one of the biggest questions that I always get in the industry as a professional or from even my own clients is the confidence area and it goes both ways because as a rider and a trainer I see it with horses too the lack of confidence or insecurities that they feel or certain issues that they have perhaps from from bad experiences in the past and of course that's exactly how we as humans are with confidence how do you tackle you know those issues or where do people start when they feel like they're insecure and they're not confident with their horse and their relationship. And perhaps they're giving off those energies of not, I think a lot of the time things go wrong when people cannot give their horse clear direction um, mm-hmm. or, or, conf- or a confident air about their own decisions. Um, Absolutely. Right, so where do you start with that as a rider if you're just hearing this podcast now and that's something that you're struggling with? So realizing that our horses need us to show up as an emotional leader. So being an emotional leader doesn't mean like showing up and always knowing the answer, being tough or having to submit yourself, make them submit. Sorry. Um, it's kind of working on that aspect of self. So if you're experiencing confidence issues or you're having anxiety over something, it's taking the time to kind of step back and be like, okay, is this rooted from trauma? Like maybe you had a very bad fall. And ever since then, like, you're just not as confident jumping, or you're not as you, you took your horse out for a hack, your horse spooked and bolted on you. So now you don't like hacking alone. Like these all stem from those kind of ingrained etched neural patterns, um, neural pathways that if a traumatic event happens that will create that confidence or lack thereof, it is ingrained as that like emotional block. So it'll kind of stick inside of us. And every time our body is um, kind of stimulated with a very similar experience or we're in the same situation, our body will viscerally respond the same way it would have to the initial trauma. So it's like every time you come into that space, you're picking the scab off the wound because it's there and your body will instantly kind of go into that fight or flight mode and our horses pick up on that. So when we're experiencing confidence issues, whether or not it was from a like trauma based or if you fall or whatever, it's taking the time to be like, okay, um, what caused this? Like, what, where am I feeling this in my body? What trauma happened with it? And then finding a modality that allows you to release that. So when I work with clients, I use the emotional freedom technique a lot when it comes to um, beliefs or confidence or stuck energy, because It's a mix of acupressure and acupuncture, which is um, an ancient Chinese medicine technique, which stimulates the different energy centers. And then it also incorporates that subconscious uh, reprogramming by allowing us to go through these points while reaffirming. um, At first, you'll kind of reaffirm whatever it is that you're experiencing. So if you're having anxiety or confidence, you'll kind of reaffirm that. And then you'll replace those as you're stimulating those specific points and it'll reprogram your subconscious mind. And it's a really, 
sounds really simple, but it's incredibly powerful. It is actually one of the only techniques that is um, recognized by the Veterans Association for being able to cure PTSD in veterans. And most of the veterans who go through the emotional freedom technique will actually no longer be clinically classified as someone suffering with PTSD after four sessions of the emotional freedom technique. So it's very powerful for helping you identify why you're feeling the emotions and then clearing the energy that's causing those emotions to continually resurface. So I would say if you're able to do that, taking the time first to recognize what emotions are coming up, find a modality that works for you. And some people like meditation, some people like hypnotherapy, some people like, um, like movement. So like yoga and those kinds of things, those kinds of activities are what help move energy, like stuck energy from the body. So I would say deep dive into yourself find a modality that works for you and then reapproach it with your horse. Because I guarantee you, once you take the time to analyze and clear in your own aspect, and then you show up with your horse, your horse isn't even going to be picking up on that stuck energy anymore. So they're not going that in great, like that neural pathway is then going to be broken because the neural pathways that are can like, um, made in your unified field if you come and that neural pathway is broken from you it's no longer going to be a part of that unified neural pathways that you and your horse experience together so those triggers will start to go away because you've cleared that energy and there's not going to be any more biofeedback loops from those energies that you're experiencing yeah yeah and i think that this is something i really want to dig into because our audience is majority equestrians I know a lot of them deal with like confidence and fear are very interrelated as we just talked about like there's reasons that we lose confidence as riders and then we also have fearful reactions and our horses obviously have the same things I think um one of the biggest things for people is that um there's a lot of Uh, it's really hard for me to try to articulate what I'm trying to say other than I believe that when these feelings are coming up, it is kind of expected for, for, for people to push them down and they resist acknowledging the root cause of their fear or their confidence issues. And it's more like you just have to do something to get over it, or you just have to take action in order to move through those feelings And I know a lot of people struggle with that. It's almost their own internal dialogue too. They continue having the same issues and they continue coming out day to day and resisting actually acknowledging what's coming up for them. When they're stuck in that loop, you know, how do they, how do they change that cyclical thing where they, you know, they're dealing with the same fears all the time or the same confidence issues all the time they recognize that they have those issues, but the actually digging deeper is what's really hard for them. And it feels like there's a block there for people. They don't, I think a lot of people probably listening, less than half of them have any sort of exposure to energy work. So this Mm -hmm. is a lot for them to take on mentally. How do they open themselves up to, you know, really acknowledging that there is some subconscious work to be done. I think obviously listening to this podcast, they're probably like, okay, yes. But is there any symptoms or signals? Like what I'm getting at too is 
you know, I think a lot of people's in their own experiences, if they were aware enough, they would notice that their body is giving them those signals or those symptoms before their mind is even starting to kick off. Do you have any experience with that? Like, I think that horses are really good mirrors for that, this, because obviously mm-hmm. we're not listening to them think we can't necessarily verbally communicate with them, but their bodies are always the first thing we're looking at when it comes to energy and their feelings and their performance. And as people, I don't think we do that nearly enough. I don't think that we listen to those nudges that our body is giving us nearly enough. So how do people like tune into that themselves? How do they tune into their own bodies? They feel like we might be disconnected more than we think from. Absolutely. Right. Like it's hard. Sorry. This isn't my forte, but I also have a lot of thoughts on it. So it's hard for me to articulate what I'm trying to say. It's just, I know that people come out day to day and they love riding and they have a deep passion for it, but they also, so many of them have fear and confidence issues and they, you know, they won't even notice that their body is giving their horse a very negative energy and they can't really connect the dots there. How do they start like noticing their own physical reactions to things before even you know getting stuck in their own head yeah so I mean everybody's so different with that too right because like some people will experience like let's just say like IBS and with IBS like it's so linked to anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression because of the different energy centers in the body and where those emotions will sit right so if someone is it like not really aware of, you know, like what energy things do they need to fix? The first thing they can really look at is, is there like a physical problem that I am reoccurring, like experiencing all the time? You know, like, am I having chronic panic attacks? Am I struggling with digestive problems? Am I having migraines or am I struggling from insomnia? A lot of these things are manifested physical problems from those underlying energy. And the biggest thing I find with people when they they kind of start to dive into this work and they hit those roadblocks of like, you know, they get started and then they get overwhelmed is because their subconscious is trying to keep them safe. So when we start to work through with these neural pathways and we start to clear the unfavorable one, our subconscious sees it as scary or fearful because suddenly now you're resurfacing these energetic wounds or this baggage. So our body's like, whoa, this is so uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. So you'll procrastinate or you'll just avoid it altogether because in your mind, it just feels so uncomfortable that you're like, I don't, I don't want to continue. This This is really challenging or this is really hard. So being aware of when those feelings come up of like quitting or stopping or, or procrastinating when we're trying to step on a new journey, whether that be mindset or health or like physical wellness, right? It's pushing past those barriers of fear or not really willing to jump into it because it it seems like a lot or it seems like a lot of work and realizing that all of those barriers that are coming up are coming up because your subconscious mind is trying to keep you in a place of safety and it doesn't want you to work through the uncomfortable emotions that are buried within you. It's become so acclimated to those emotions and those misregulated energies that 
that's the norm for it now. And anything yeah. outside of that is uncomfortable. So that's why this work can bring up a lot. It can bring up a lot of uncomfortability. A lot of people will quit before they get started because it does take determination and perseverance to push through that. So yeah. people can be really aware of that. If they're, even if they're not experiencing physical things, like let's just say you and your horse are like, you're constantly going out with your horse and you find that every time you're out with your horse, they're really reactive. Or like I said, you keep going through those same kind of like habits or they keep spooking at the same thing, like realizing when those things happen, that if you've worked through it with your horse and you've done your diligence of like, okay, maybe this is training, maybe this is pain, maybe this is dietary and they're still doing it, realizing then that it is definitely ingrained in a part of that unified field. So then taking the time to be like, okay, so maybe it's something I'm bringing to the table, you know, like I've done my service of by my horse, by making sure they're not in pain, making sure they're getting what they need nutritionally, making sure that they've got their training and, and it's something that still comes up then being like, okay, what can I do? What am I bringing to the table? What am I harboring that could be causing this behavior to keep resurfacing? So being aware, awareness is the biggest part in this journey is constantly being aware of how your horse is acting because when you're around your horse enough, like, you know, when your horse is normal and and they're in their best mood and they're behaving and they're great and you also know when something's bothering them and if there's no physical issue that's bothering them or there's nothing like physically going on that could be scaring them then being like okay so maybe it's something I'm holding on to right now that they're picking up on and then it's practicing that awareness right so whether that's journaling whether that's meditating whether that's working with a mentor that can help push you into these uncomfortable corners of your own mind. Um, Those are kind of the avenues I would say, if you are struggling with identifying what's coming up or what you're feeling, finding something that will help you bring that awareness. And I definitely find that meditation is a really good one. And you don't have to meditate for 20, 30 minutes a day, even five minutes of mindfulness in the morning will help bring so much more clarity to the day because it centers you and brings you into your body, into the present moment, which then makes you aware of the sensations in your body, the energy in your body and the emotions, feelings, and thoughts that are coming up throughout the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And you answered my very unclear question back at the beginning of your answer. And that was, you know, I think people get stuck thinking or are not even recognizing that their subconscious is, is of course just trying to keep them safe and yep. and we get stuck in that loop so I like how you unpacked it I think hopefully if you're listening to this and you're in that place where you do feel like fear is coming up a lot that you can kind of listen back to this and start somewhere with one of those modalities, like we mentioned, visualization, meditation, breath work, journaling, there's all sorts of things you can do to help kind of go inward and recognize those things within yourself. So I really like your advice on that. And I wanted to jump into um, um, horse medicine and what the definition of that is for you, what you use horse medicine for, what those concepts are, and then how as equestrians we can apply them. So horse medicine is 
embodying a lot of Indigenous culture. So I studied with an incredible woman out West. Her name is Alyssa Shafar, and she teaches um, horse medicine, facilitation, and embodiment, which is really taking everything that I've talked about in terms of energy and then also really enveloping the animal communication, but then also wrapping in the Indigenous teachings of nature and the medicine wheel and the different symbolism and messaging between the animals around us because horses have such a big energy field that they really can manipulate everything around like animals and everything around them so it's taking everything that we've kind of talked about the horse medicine and when a client say comes into my medicine herd my herd all has different um teachings that they hold you know like my Arabian he is very like present moment and like confidence and then my mare is kind of like feminine alignment and empowerment and then my um my main gelding he's leadership and determination so whatever horse kind of shows up for that medicine circle has a specific message or medicine for that client. So it's enveloping that energy, the mirroring of what my horses are showing me based on the way they're interacting with each other, the way they are physically coming up and representing themselves. Are they coming and rubbing on the client? Are they coming and bumping the client? Are they standing behind the client? Are they standing with their butt towards the client? Like there's so many different symbolism behind the way the horses interact with each other that then we play into what healing it's bringing forth for the client. So it's really, it takes so much teachings to sit and connect with our horses. And it's almost like the best way I can describe it is like when you sit down and you talk to a medium or a psychic and they're able to connect and, and you're like, how do you know these things? Like, how are you able to bring these things up for me? Or how do, how do you know this? The horses are in the horse medicine. They're the channel, they're the conduit. So they are coming and they're coming to me to show me the messages they have for the client by being those mirrors, picking up on those underlying energies, connecting with the herd around them to demonstrate certain lessons or messages. It's so profound and incredible. So that's been a huge aspect because it's really taken everything that I've, I've learned and combined it into one incredible teaching that I'm able to offer to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's amazing to hear. And it's, it's making me emotional to just think about it because it's nice to reconnect to um, the the present and the amazingness that is horses. I mean, that's usually what draws everyone in initially. And it's very easy to get caught up in kind of the surface level things with horses and the industry that we're in. And I love to, in my own personal life and also more in my professional life. And of course, having you on here is connect those two different worlds. Um, There's no reason that, you know, we have to be one way without integrating these practices into our day-to-day with our horses, regardless of the level of sport, what we're doing with our horses, uh, the disciplines that we're kind of entertaining. So I'm, yeah, that's really amazing. I wanted to end on a question around um, kind of creative careers. And for anybody listening, if they're interested in pursuing something along the lines of with what you're doing, do you have any advice for those people um, 
any of your own experience building or pivoting or changing your business and the way that your kind of work is looking right now? Um, Because I think people would be interested to hear that. The whole point of this podcast is to give people examples of others in the industry that are doing something um, that they may want to do in the future. So I'd love if you could speak on that a little bit. Yeah, so I would say start with that inner work and kind of then once you've worked through that of your own inner work, because I found that's where I really started before I I jumped into all of the horror stuff, right? Is start with that inner work and then you can start to to feel into what works for you, you know, like if it ends up being that equine Reiki and you want to connect on an energetic level, um, there's quite a few different um, equine Reiki practitioners that you can connect with in either the online space. And then there is a couple around like around Ontario that you can connect with who will teach you generalized Reiki, but then you can branch into animal Reiki and communication and that aspect. So if that's the route you're wanting to take, I would say start with the Reiki level one, start to learn how to kind of be aware of your energy and how that works. You can even connect. And if you're not interested in just the energy and you want to do more of the communication, there is a lot of incredible animal communication courses that will take you through the various levels of communication. And that will allow you to kind of intuitively communicate with your horse based on what they are projecting out through their energy. And that's really powerful um, as well. Or as I said, there is um, Alyssa. She is on Vancouver Island. You connect with her on Instagram. She is an incredibly wise woman and she teaches the different aspects of like equine guided mentorship, the horse medicine, um, and then like an equuspreneur, which is kind of taking your gifts as an equestrian and how you can meld that into being an equestrian that works in the equine space with your career. So there's lots of different options, but I would always say like, go with what you're drawn to, because when you start to embody the passion in with what you're doing, the energy, when you show up to do it or to announce it or to bring it to your clients will be so much more powerful because you're going to have that passion behind it. And it's going to drive you to continue to learn and shed those layers and grow and be that leader for your clients and for the horses that you work with. Yeah. I love that answer because it's like being authentic to your own interests and matching the energy of, you know, who you want to bring into whatever it is that you're doing, because I think there's probably in many different careers um, outside of even the equestrian industry, there's a lot of mismatching that goes on with, you know, passion and energy and then the people that you're working with. Um, So I love that advice for anyone listening. That was fantastic. Um, I think that's probably everything that we can go through today, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to all all of us here about how we can better communicate with our horses and all the different things that we can learn and obviously still have to learn. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful that I got to come on here. Okay, that is everything for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, if you did, you can reach out to Alicia. I'm sure she'd be happy to answer questions that you have around any of the content we talked about as well. I love learning about energetic modalities uh, with horses. Some of it is relatively new to me, and some of it is something that I've kind of just picked up on over the years, but I'm sure many of you guys can relate 
to some of the things that we talked about and the fact that our horses really deeply impact our mental health um, and our communication with them is on so many different levels. I mean, it's very, it's a very cool concept. So I'm definitely hoping to learn more and more about this. The other thing I wanted to mention is when I have been listening to podcasts recently, I've been reminding myself to make sure that I don't skip through the sponsorship ads or the whatever brand ads that are in the podcast because those businesses are what make it possible for me to listen to that podcast and access the content that I'm enjoying. And it's the same for this podcast. I absolutely love it. Um, it is so much fun. This community is also awesome. I'm really enjoying my time learning about all these different things and bringing these conversations to you guys as well. And at the same time, I've been trying to pull in a lot of Canadian uh, small businesses that are related to the equestrian industry. Most of them are run by people that I personally know, and they have amazing businesses and brands that are offering services to generally equestrians, uh, sometimes just the public as a whole, but I highly encourage you to check them out and support them back because they are what makes this possible. Um, of course, this is a little bit time consuming and it can get expensive. So that's how I'm able to pump out this content for you guys. And I appreciate their support so much. So as I do your listenership, please make sure that you support the sponsors of these episodes as well in some way, if it's just sharing a post or exploring them um, or looking at their website or providing feedback to them. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, buying products or buying services, but definitely just put them and pull them into your own community and share what they're doing because they're definitely doing some amazing things. I will let you guys go. I'm going to try to get a little bit more couple more bonus episodes out as I have time because you guys have been enjoying those too. So if you have any requests or any feedback for those episodes, you can reach me at springinequestrian at gmail.com. Have an awesome day and I'll see you next week.